as promised, I thought I'd deliver another potty for you guys. Um, it is the 5th of August, 2020, and the NBA restart is pretty much going off without a hitch. Only one major injury, and that was the Jonathan Isaac, though, the Orlando Magic. Um, but let's dive into it after, you know, Saturday's events um, all the way through last night. Um, let's start with the number one seed in the West, the Lakers. They end up clinching. Um, the number one seed, which was pretty much predictable. Um, to be honest with you, it's all about the bottom seeds at this point when it comes to the Western Conference Finals. Can Portland sneak in there? I still think that, for the most part, the West holds chalk um, with the seventh and eighth seeds, and the East as well holds chalk with the eighth seed. That's pretty much up for grabs right now. Portland's going to have to make a dramatic push in order for it to make it happen, but they're making steps in the right direction. Um, they pulled it out against the Rockets last night, which was pretty doggone good. Melo, um, CJ McCullough, and also um, uh, Dame Dollar dropped down some crazy amount of points. Nurkic negated that small ball lineup that um, that uh, Houston likes to employ. Um, not really surprised by how Houston is blowing past people in this setting because just like with any offense you don't see enough of, like in college football, like Georgia Tech's offense or um, that triple option at BYU as well, you kind of don't get to see that type of stuff. So when you don't see it on a game-to-game -game basis, when you come to small ball with someone like Russ and Hard running the one and the two, you don't know how to really prepare. The only thing difference is, is Portland kind of does the same thing, except they do it in a more traditional format with C.J. McCullough and Dame Dollar. So... What ends up happening is you got two guys that can actually match you scoring for scoring if someone's having an off-shooting night between Harden and Russ, which happened. And then on top of that, too, you got Nurchits in the middle. Um, and Melo as well can score the basketball. He dropped 15. Nurchits, um did his contributions. And then on top of that, too, you got Hassan Whiteside with um, Portland as well. So they can beat them up in the middle. That's what I expect teams who actually have time to prepare for them to do to them. But at the end of the day, I'd still like what the Rockets are doing. I like the fact that they're committed to something. They know who they are. They know who their identity is. Um, I thought they were fairly lucky to pull out the game against um, Dallas, but Dallas doesn't know how to win yet. Um, their stars are still relatively young with Luka Doncic in his second year and Porzingis in his, basically his second year when it concerns of him not being injured as much and games played. Now over to the East. Um, East... It's not really surprising. It's more so like this is what this format's going to do. Everybody's in the same location. Um, people have stored up energy. They don't have to worry about flights or jet lag or anything like that. They're just at the same location. So you'll see a little bit of upsets here and there because you don't really have too many one-two punches in the East. Um, Miami Heat are doing very well in this format. However, they did lose a game that they um, basically the refs blown call. Outside of that, um, Milwaukee taking a... Um, L to the Nets, it happens. Um, um, Boston, still Boston. Um, I'm starting to think Brad Stevens is a very overrated coach at this point. Um, I mean, they have a lot of talent. And and yet they, I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, I know that people try to give them props for making the Eastern Conference Finals that one year versus Braun. But I don't know. I'm just not... I'm coming, he's getting undressed more and more and more. And it's an unpopular opinion to say that, but it seems like that's what's the case right now. Philly's still doing Philly stuff. <laughs> um, 
But that's pretty much it. Orlando lost a big piece with Jonathan Isaacs. I know he wasn't um, having the best of seasons, but the kid can still explode for 15 to 20 points a game, and you need those points. Now, how are you going to manufacture them? So it might give Washington an opportunity to sneak in on the back door. But again, um, let's give props to um, (laughs) the Suns um, and um, Devin Booker. I mean, they're trying to make a push as well, but I still, like I said, I, I don't see teams like the Suns, the Blazers, or even the Pelicans sneaking in in the back door. It's just too much of a lead right now. Unless Memphis completely implodes, I just can't see it. Um, But all in all, I'm liking the restart on that side. Now to MLB. um, Injuries and coronavirus. That's pretty much the the story right now. Um, My favorite team, the Atlanta Braves, have now their fifth starting pitcher now um, to an Achilles tear after basically beating up on the Mets for four consecutive games. Um, they're 7-3. and three. The Yankees are 7-1, and one, but they've had games canceled due to coronavirus. The Marlins are finally back on the docket to play again, but then you got the Cardinals who can't play right now. Um, to be honest with you, it's in the NL, it's basically the Dodgers, the Braves, the Nationals, and the, and the Cardinals, but the Cardinals can't play. Um, the Cubs are doing pretty well, but even still, you know, who knows? Um, at this point, they still got about 50 more games to go before they start hitting the playoffs. And the playoff format is a little different this year. Um, and the AL, it's the Yankees. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. It's just the Yankees at this point. Um, Judge is still healthy, which is great. Stanton is still healthy, which is great. Um, their entire lineup for the most part. It's about health right now with the MLB and with any sport for that matter. It's all about health. Um a little bit of golf to throw in there, too. The majors are starting back up. They they were postponed due to the coronavirus and the pandemic in April. So the first set of majors, or sorry, the first couple of majors will kick off here in August and September. Um, if Tiger plays, I'll talk about it. If he doesn't play, even though Bruce Kepka, you know, is the, you know, the guy who's trying to co- complete a career slam at this point. That's the story, him and, and Rory trying to complete the career slam. Um, it golf doesn't have anybody intriguing enough to really talk about it like that mls is still enjoying their bubble um that's great but it's not one of the majors nfl um looks like uh they're reporting the training camps they're trying some new things out it's just hard to say um the nfl i think will still get in their full season because it's a weekly thing and they've expanded the rosters a little bit um but that's going to be tough. Uh, college football announced pretty much an all-in-conference schedule. But what I do like um, was what I'm seeing out west um, in the Pac-12. Players are finally finding an issue to stand on that hill and, and die for when it comes to compensation and their health risks. They actually want to be compensated, not just by their name and likeness, but by actual paychecks and not just the cost of education, room, and board. They want to actually be paid something because they are actually physically risking taking all the risks. The coaches aren't, and the coaches still can infect the players. And now you're finding scandals in Colorado State University where players are basically being threatened that if they report, um, you know, their symptoms or anything like that, that they'll see diminished playing time when they return from the the coronavirus. And then you got um, um, at TCU basically – um, Gary Patterson, um, he is a great defensive mind, don't get it twisted, but Gary Patterson basically tried to tell a player not to use the N-word by using the N-word to him as an example. You're a white guy trying to pull that stunt. I don't care who you think you are. 
you don't have the right to say that. But of course, he's not going to lose his job because the institution can't afford to fire nobody right now because they don't have the money to fire people and pay out a buyout because of um, the pandemic. So they're just going to sweep this crap under the rug like, oh, I was trying to use it as a teaching lesson or something like that. Man, he should be fired flat out, point blank, period. I ain't got time for that mess. Especially in the climate that we're in, you don't have the right to use that at all. I don't care if it's a rule that your player shouldn't be using it. You aren't that player. You don't have the right to use it. Just like Gary Owen says, until black people say, hey, it's okay for you to say it, you probably still shouldn't say it. And I'm talking about black people as a whole delegation, and we are not a monolith. So you're never going to get that permission to say it. So shut your mouth. End of story. Um, Also, um, in the Pac-12 in Washington State, um, they're not playing for various reasons. And I I commend these um, these players for coming together and realizing the power that they have. They have a voice now. They have social media. They have a lot of different things to come back to, and, and voice their concerns. And I understand that other all players are not um, on this bandwagon, but for the greater good of the players, they should unionize. They should have a union. They should have some a voice and a say in a, a literally trillion dollar business model that has made. I'm sorry, a billion dollar business model that has made trillions on them since the model started back in the 1960s. The current model started in the 1960s. So with that being said, the NCAA is getting tax-free dollars to operate a system under a tax-free basis and not giving its fair share to its main money makers, which is the football and basketball programs on any respective campus. Outside of that, um, that's pretty much the show. I just wanted to give a quick rundown. Basically, in the NBA, it's the Lakers winning the the um, um, the top spot in the West for right now. Um, the rest of the seeds will shake itself out. I'm still kind of interested to see if Portland can break through um, or if Memphis will implode. <laughs> Outside of that, um, you know, it's nice to have something to talk about. I'm glad the NBA is handling these things um, very well. I'm glad the numbers in the NBA haven't been crazy numbers like it was in the MLB. But the MLB should have probably went to a bubble probably in Arizona and Florida as opposed to doing what they're doing right now. Arizona, Florida, maybe St. Louis and um, um, California. That's probably should have been the four bubbles that should have happened for the MLB um, and maybe D.C. So maybe five bubbles, you know, D.C., um, uh, St. Louis, uh, South Florida, Arizona, and California. Maybe that should have been the um, the bubbles that they had to combat the virus and basically keep everybody in you know a centralized location. Um, there are many places that they could have done this, but they decided to keep traveling and keep doing all these different things. And you're seeing how it's pretty much eroding their season. That's the show. Thank you for listening to the program podcast brought to you by um, Two Brothers Detailing Services. Give them a call. Um, For all your detailing service needs, they service me. I am a client, not just someone um, saying support the business. I practice what I preach. You can give um, the owner-operator a call, Baxter Grigsby. Phone number is area code 561-572-5854. Again, it's 561-572-5854. Again, this is the program podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll give you another one probably on Friday going into the weekend games of the NBA.